Hello. Ayun. Hello. What's up? Hello, Drew. Kumusta? Okay naman. Grabe. Ang ganda. Ang ganda nung finale. <laughs> yeah. That was bonkers. Grabe. Unbelievable. Oh. Pero residency ako. And ayun, whenever I'm bored, I'm reading something or either residency that. Residency ng med? Med ba yan? No, sa grad school. Ah. Oh, ah, nice. Anong kinukuha anong, anong kinukuha mo? Uh, MA Media Studies in Film. Ayun, I'm currently working on my thesis. Oh, oh, tapos gagawa nice. ng mockumentary short. And if it all goes well, baka ibenta ko sa ano, streamer or something. Mm, nice. Probably turn it into a mini series, ala Shit's Creek, something like that. Mm, okay, good. Nice. Uh, Lately ano, we... actually hmm? this week lang. Nanood ako ng Tar, yung kay Kate Blanchett. Oh my God, kamusta? Ganda, sobrang ganda. Holy cow. Ang ganda. <laughs> Grabe. You have to wait for like a month and a half kasi January 23 pa yun. Sa, ah, papalabas pa sa sine dito? Yeah, for real. Hindi na umakahintay. Actually, di ko alam na siguro na, ano, show sa theaters pala. Yeah, pero matagal-tagal pa tayo. Oh my God, nakakainggit yeah. din. Hindi kasing consequences with POVOD eh. Parang, nandiyan yung temptation kahit ako nga rin. Yeah, actually, as much as I want to, you know, see it sa theaters din. Yung mga ganun, yung mga movies that need, you know, need the, need the revenue and stuff. Mm-mm. Tagal din lumabas kasi dito. Tsaka yun nga, oh. yung ambilis na rin dumating sa VOD. Like, just Dahil, a month. Oh. Or actually, wala pang ano eh, um, a month eh. I mean, like, in case Black Adam, tapos sabihin na lang natin, yung 90-day na regular naging 45 na. 45 na is like the basic. Flop yung movie, they're just gonna drop it eventually. And, ayun, ang swerte din ng mga sinehan dito kasi, ano eh, nagpalabas sila. I mean, ang swerte din ng mga moviegoers since we got, ano, uh, the menu showing right now and uh bones and all so if you can, yeah if you have free time if you can check on them i think it's yeah. worth your time and your commute mm-hmm. actually din, eh. ang ang bilis din kasi mawala sa sa showing diba like oo oh, oh, eh lalo na sa ayala chineko wala ni after a week ano unlike before na it takes like two at least two weeks diba ngayon or three weeks hindi <laughs> na umaabot kaya I know, right? As in, no high school ako or grade school, yung Million Dollar Baby, um, nanood kami ng no family ko like a month later and it's still showing tapos may packed pa rin yung mga sinihan. Yeah, o, o, wala. Only Marvel gets the <laughs> mga Disney stuff. Absolutely. Kahit nga yung mga ibang blockbusters nga rin tinatanggal agad like Bullet Train din. Oh, actually, yun. Nawala rin siya agad. I, pati yung decision to leave, I was gonna supposed to see it. Tapos, uh, yun, bigla nawala. <laughs> Grabe, yung, ano nga eh, yung Fantastic Beasts saka yung Massive Talent, kung ano lang siya, if it didn't made word of mouth, matatanggal yun in a week. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yun. Ganda hanggang yeah. na ng tar. Uh, talagang, yeah. Sobrang mesmerized ako sa pinapanood ko. I should see it soon. Yeah. Yeah. But the triangle of sadness it's also in PVOD. Ah, meron na. Ah, sige. Yeah. Um, 
maybe I'll see. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's just, I mean, given the obvious circumstances, parang, ano na eh, just take it and just watch it na rin, di ba? Yeah, especially, wala eh. Lalo na ngayon, la- ang taas na ng cost ng ticket. It's just ridiculous din eh. Parang, diba? gets ko sana kung ano eh, kung mataas din yung sahod natin and we're in better circumstances or for yeah. example oh. like in Japan na ano na okay lang kahit 750 kasi kasi hindi din naman nagtataas dito parang okay lang na mataas pero if you hike it every 3 to 6 months it's yeah. become difficult the wages don't get ano eh hike the prices Tas wala sa wala rin mga discounts wala rin parang mga matinee like for example when i went to paris for years ago with my family um yung mga daytime nila pag yung mga downtimes binababaan nila from 10 euros to 5 euros ah uh, yung mga ano non peak hours dapat nga ganun hmm. din dito constant lang diba? yung price dito regardless of what time you watch Because you know these people, parang they're kind of backwards. Then, pag sumagin ng bagay, they they they'll just take the conservative and convenient approach because you know they don't even have the time or they don't want to bother to think. Because wala din man sila sa spot nila, parang din makam affected. I mean, so much, right? And this ano uh, media blogger personality na din na parang people are complaining. Tapos maawa na makaisa mga film workers. This guy assume na parang kala mo naman they're being compensated fairly eh kahit taasan din naman are we even aware dun sa cost breakdown din parang are they just hiking it up for the sake of improving their facilities at saka pay parang or are they just merely ripping them off and then why some people are getting pissed at Gerald within ang hirap eh kasi naman media He, he gets to watch for free. So, Yun nga eh. I mean, sobrang out of touch. I'm sorry. So, it's, it's easy to say those things. You get diba? showings for free. Kaya, Tapos, um, yung tickets ngayon, at least 350 na, you know, in majors, major malls. Dati, I think, pre-pandemic pa nga lang, below 300 yun eh. Ngayon, oh. wala ka nang makikitang ganong price. Doon nga sa area nila, GP, parang 500 pesos na yung Ayala, Makati. Oh, and grabe. Grabe Ayala. ako, in my place, I got really so lucky na yung terraces pa ay below 300. At saka medyo okay-okay pa. Sa Green Hills kasi ako usually, no, no, doon medyo 320, gano'n. Pero hmm. slowly, creep, slowly creeping up na yan. Lalo na pag ano, I noticed din na pag like blockbuster yung palabas. Like Marvel or other major studio. Mas mahal siya. <laughs> oh, oh, eh. And no one's speaking up against it. Parang wala na ba bother. Parang others are just take it. Hayaan natin. Magtsagaan lang tayo. I mean, if we keep acting that way, tataas at tataas and there's not, and then darating sa point now where we, that, you know, we may probably see a movie once in a year or once in every six months or quarterly. Di ba? Can you imagine that possibility? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm just well. Actually, kina consider ko naren to cut down my showings as sa ano theater cinema. Wala well, ay it's reality. Absolutely, yun nga. That's the sad truth, and I and I think we should hold the line sa mga ganyan scenarios. Then, 
And plus Kasi, yun nga, yung easy, yung like after like 30 to 45 days may VOD na, di ba? So Oo, so wala rin choice. And also you see why people are some are resorting to DVDs na rin or mga buy and sell Blu-ray from the states and other countries. Yeah. They're close to prices na rin. So ako if ako if ever I have median wage tapos I don't have time at saka namamahalan ako at, and Um, I don't really have that luxury to, you know, watch movies as much as I can without being disappointed. Then probably I'll go VOD or, or if I'm gonna grab a movie I want, maybe I'll buy a Blu-ray or DVD copy of that one because it's more than, right? Yeah, actually, ah, uh, Oren, na, uh, I, if I really really love love the movie, I buy the Blu-ray like. The last two Blu-rays I bought was The Batman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Tarantino. Oh wow, brilliant! Actually, the mm. Black Friday sale. I'm gonna send you a photo. Para may nakita ko sa FB. Para mga nine to ten dollars yung mga Blu-ray nila. Nice. I'm not. I'm not sure if you have 4K player, pero expect mo na rin siguro probably see titles na ano na $10. Ayun. Mm, that's nice. Like Good. Oh, sige. PM na lang. Yeah. All right, sige. Yeah, anyway, we can uh, start. <laughs> Good evening. Welcome to Flip Geeks podcast. I'm Miko and I'm Drew <laughs> uh from entertainment team and we're here to discuss the two-part finale or the last two episodes of Andor. Uh they're now streaming on Disney Plus. And it's available now in in the Philippines, thankfully. Yes, uh, it just so launched hot. like November 17, I think. Oh, uh, a week ago. Wala panood yung lahat ng Disney stuff dito sa Philippines. And there's no excuse to miss out that uh, that gem of a show for real. Yeah, you know, I I can't say it enough. Like. This is peak Star Wars for me, you know. I think ito yung Andor is what uh, George Lucas envisioned, you know, when he made Star Wars before. Yung yung the yung message na gusto niyang ipalabas. I think Andor really got it right. And the image allegory, not just you know, um, inserting the lore and references, mm-hmm. that. You know, worked well sa mga series, sa mga works ni Filoni, but then it kind of shows its ano, its staleness naren as seen in the Book of Boba Fett, and uh, sadly season two na Mandalorian, while it's a solid entry and Obi Wan Kenobi then yung kay Deborah Chow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and bo- yung Book of Boba Fett, um, it's okay, but. I if you're gonna watch it, you should watch the Mandalorian episodes. I think it's in the second half. Yeah, because they if, play like yeah. If because if you you're gonna see season three of Mandalorian, it's a big, I know it's a big gonna be a big gap if you mm-hmm. miss the Boba Fett episodes. Because even ang daming important na nangyari dun eh. Oh, oh yeah, tsaka yung husu, yung mga characters. Not even a two-minute recap can really get you the gist or yeah. freshen uh-huh. up eh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and so uh, yung so Andor's finale called Rick's Road just you know aired this week, and 
you know, it's the culmination of everything that's been set up the whole season. You know, this is where we, I think this is, because from the start, nagita natin, uh, it's slowly, uh, Cassian Andor is slowly being radicalized. You know, mm-hmm. yung ma- view, po- mindset niya about the Empire. You know, th- it's already there. Like, from the start, you can see na he, he already hates the Empire. He knows that the Empire is like just slobs, you know, who doesn't Mm-mm. care about anything. But this time talaga, I think dito na siyang full-blown rebel. Oo, lalo na yung, yung shot sa dulo, yung palitan ng usapan nila ni Luthen, my God, that was chef's kiss. You know, mm-hmm. when Luthen reacted, my God, I think he's qualified, he's got the job. It's not about survival when he started it out. Eh. It's not just, you know, you know, doing jobs, you know, to get the end of his bargain. You know, this is the culminating of, you know, finding purpose then in, you know, the entire year, yung mga pinagdaanan niya, that exchange in the ship was everything. Parang, it's a nice book and then, mm, parang, alam mo, yeah. um, when someone uh, tests you for a job, you know, you get this series, parang, um, yeah. background checks, tapos sa dulo, di ba, parang tatawagin ka ng, ano, ng interviewer dun sa, from that same room na in-interview ka. Uh, job offer. <laughs> Oh, ito na, ito na, ito na. You know, after one year na pinagdaanan niya sa, from, you know, you know, from getting out of Ferrix, tapos um, helping uh, ragtag rebels and forming unlikely friendships uh, or na love-hate relationships sa uh, um, Aldani and then, you know, enduring prison labor in Arkina and then going back there and then dun yun na-realize na ano um you know this thing that he's been going through is parang ito yung ano niya this is his calling i remember one quote na parang pinasa ni Marva from Cassian mm-hmm. wait gonna look for it um sinabi sa kanya ng ng ano um the mutual friend nila Cassian speaking of Marva you know so this uh just a little background on the episode, on the finale no so Uh, while Miko's looking for it, so uh, this in this episode, uh, it's Marga's uh, so-called funeral. So they they're gonna the people of Ferrix are gonna hold a you know march in Marva's memory. So marching sila sa called a road called Rick's Road, and mm-hmm. then so it's a ano eh, tradition of the daughters of Ferrix, no, like. It's like a, a group of the most prominent people in in the planet. Yun. And of course, Marva was like their leader, parang ganon, a prominent member, senior member of the group. So since she died, siyempre yung funeral niya is gonna be epic, you know. But of course, you know, since it's finale, things are things got really, really spicy, <laughs> so to speak. You know the empires anticipating Andor is gonna come since uh, it's her mother. So the empires there, uh, Luthen is there, Cyril is there. So lahat talaga ng uh, characters that we know from the uh, show converge in that uh, one spot. 
well, going to Ferex, the concept Ferex not just some plan- insert planet, you know, to introduce the characters. It has its own culture, its people, its community. And I like how it's all built up, diba? Yeah. You know, it's it's high yung context of, you know, being it a junkyard town. You know, it's it really depicts a communal, ano, communal context then. Na parang sinabi ni Marvel sa pre-recorded speech niya sa funeral niya. Parang, you know, parang we had each other. We had, parang Ferex was us, diba? Parang Ferex, you know, parang, oh, wait... Yeah, it's like it's the people, it's the citizens who make the town. Eh, no? kait na, kait na scrapyard, uh, uh, landfill, you know, junkyard town lang, mm-hmm. junkyard planet lang sila. You know, it's mm-hmm. the Saka people pagkakabil- who, who make it. Ano eh, who make it go around? Mm-hmm. Sa kaya build niya, parang kita kita mo, parang kapit bisig, you know, the way it looks. Na parang Ferex would it be without its uh it's people and that's the beauty of it but what's interesting with ferrix is it doesn't have any elaborate rich lore or parang backstory or myth mm-hmm. na parang regarded as folk tales and legends parang ferrix is about people and you know you know parang how they built this you know this junkyard town for themselves to make themselves out of the living out of uh to make themselves their own livelihood and then they thrive sila out of the at saka yung pagkapit-bisig nila and from becoming ano from becoming a stable you know um uh commerce area mm-hmm. dun din ng strong familial bonds which is really uh i think intriguing and intimate and personal and it feels relatable you know it's one of those tales na um that's been told many times but it feels familiar kahit narinig mo na ilang beses parang it still touches you kasi yung idea na community is what makes it intriguing you know there's no elaborate um uh explanation it's it's more finding relatability on real life relationships and pagdating sa community yeah. at saka sa and people around you. Yeah, hindi nga nila masyado na-explain yung culture niya. Like, they just show it. Like, for example, yung hammer hammer guy sa tower. Oh, yeah, parang akala, akala ko nga lang parang extra lang. Pero parang it has a deeper, ano, uh, oh, deeper it, it meaning. It has a deeper significance to the culture in Ferrix, you know? Like, some sort of signal but it's more of a like, tradition na nila na like for example may something important na nangyayari like Mm-mm. yung sa funeral nga and of course like I think every morning para rin siyang bell na you know it's time to it's a new day for us here in Ferrix mm-hmm. like, a new day to make a living yeah uh, it's kasi uh, like you said make a living no? it's, it's a labor town eh like, most are just mm-hmm laborers then you know like everything is just uh you know simple people some are just na no the empire just took over but it's it's a very very peaceful commerce town talaga Mm-mm. and 
And the beauty of it is physically, sets, it feels very British. You know, the fact that they shot on location at saka kita-kita mo pa lang na um, it has its own unique charm kasi shinut mo at a at some uh, remote uh, English countryside. Yeah. Na of na medyo wet and dry and cold that you know, it has its own thing then. Yung, I think the weather also you know, added this visual appeal na ano yung sa ano eh, sa, sa citizens na parang they're gonna withstand whatever climate is there. Parang ano eh, makikita din dun yung ano eh, yung resilience din ng community, you know, living in that, those kinds of conditions. Yeah, and pansin ko rin talaga na lahat sila like very dirty, you know. Merong Mm-mm. oil grease sa face, yung clothes sila, it's not as you know, as uh, as well kept as say compared mo dun sa mga imperial uh, officers uh, that's walking around they are very formal uh, but sila uh, like parang jacket lang and stuff Sang, yung, and meron silang ano eh like uh, my, they have a color I, I'd say like an aesthetic or uh, a tone uh, tone palette uh, choice it's very uh, brown mga ganun like a brown beige, red co- uh, colors of uh, like uh, yellow, gold, mga ganon. Yung mm-hmm. nag-blend into their uh, environment talaga. Oo, oh, and nandun rin yung ano eh, Latin American influence then of using bright colors such as red, orange, and brown. And some dark colors rin that contrasts the sa workplaces nila. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, uh, ganda. Oh, it's saka yung poncho. And the way they, ano eh, the way they incorporate, ano eh, yung working class image in in a sci-fi narrative that it feels working class and at the same time it feels Star Wars then especially those ponchos and then it's not extravagant pero it's practical then and it's dignified lalo na sa funeral grabe that was really impressive makita mo dun yung um Ferrix yung community, parang how they look out for one another and how they dress, yung parang how they present themselves, eh. parang kahit they're working class, parang ano, eh, their way of uh, putting these outfits, uh, they present themselves na well put, it's it's they pay respects, eh. they pay tribute then, eh. they sh- that's their way of showing their love. Eh. There's, ano, eh, in this great environment they live in, you know, these conditions, parang Amidst of it, there's this warmthness, you know. I think that's what what's um, makes the community then, you know, vivid and yeah. seen. Meron talagang sense of community, you know. I know just not just like before get laborers lang sila, you know. They have Mm-mm. they have each other's backs. Eh, you see, pansin ko rin, like like everyone knows each everyone, you know. Oh, like. For example, when you when you ask someone who's this, they can direct you to the right person. No, mm-hmm. especially in like nakita rin natin through Andor's eyes, mm-hmm. uh, from his perspective, even if he's wanted by the Empire, no, not like the Empire, no, that they're oh. just gonna kill you for talking to this to Andor, like 
oh, what we've seen with pics. She got mm-hmm. tortured uh, oh, continuously. God, ta- and then, oh. even if alam nilang may threat na empire looming in their heads, whenever Andor, you know, calls them, communicates, like yung isang guy, I forgot his name, sorry. Oh, Ren, there's yung, so many characters. Oh, ang dami kasi nila. So yung guy <laughs> na nag-break ng news na patay na si Marva. You know? Yeah. Yung mga simple things na gano'n that they... They have each other's backs, you know. Kahit na exa- in exile si Andor, basically. Mm-mm. And, you know, lalo na sa moments na yun, yung sense of community nila, parang, parang they give room then to, con- to confer, to, co- to comfort, to inform. I think that adds the human element to it, which really is it. Rigging lalo na yung mga mal- simple bagay na yun, lalo na yun sa episode 11. Yung... Mm-mm. yung sinabi sa kanyas on uh, the news of ano, her mother's demise, there's no dramatic music. Parang it's just, you know, yung camera lang nakafok. Parang OTS lang kay Diego Luna and then doon sa kausap niya. So, you know, those little things na parang the way how those conversation is played out. Parang yeah. when a family member calls you, parang I think the simplicity makes it makes it more felt. Mm-hmm. Especially with uh, Diego Luna, grabe. Yung, oh, God. The way he acts, you know, just yung, when he's grieving, he, he he's not like, you know, like bawling his eyes out. But you can see oh, the pain oh. in his eyes. Eh. You know, like... Saka yung mouth movements niya, yung paggalaw niya, and, you know... Yeah. Oh, just when he learned the you know the the death of Marva in uh, episode 11's ending you know he's just mm-hmm. looking out at the sea the ocean it's a great parallel to his actual death in Rogue One just oh staring out it, in the ocean parang it added more meaning pag ni-rewatch mo ulit yung Rogue One which is also in Disney Plus diba mm-hmm. parang parang it gives another meaning then you know parang Anyway, um, ang grief then it's not a, it's not always about crying then you know it's about contemplating you know looking at your surroundings then which is really amazing uh beautifully shot sa crevice sa you crevice I don't I don't know what what it how is it pronounced basta parang sa beach town sa UK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the way they use that location it's just you know how they made it uh, simple, realistic, and intimate. At the same time, it feels Star Wars is just surreal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, ganda. And yeah. ibang, ibang klase talaga with uh, Diego Luna. Yeah. He, really oh, nailed, he really nailed this. Like, even mm-hmm. in Rogue One, actually in Rogue One, um, okay na siya eh. Ang galing din ng role niya. But this one, in in this show, he really fleshed it out even further, you know. Like, and nung sa Rogue One, kasi I well, I he's already a great character, but you know, it's, but here, like he in the show, he really became one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Me too. I think Diego brings something, uh, brings some relatability, some humanity, and vulner- vulnerability to it, and that's the beauty. of of it and um 
Saka lalo na yung when he um, when he he's in you know this quiet moments lalo na yung pag-inform sa kanya nung ano nung death ni Marva and how he really uh, make use of you know his surroundings to act I think that's the testament of an actor na parang ano eh he's parang ano eh he's he has a grasp you know of these moments and he really makes use of it as an actor then hindi lang nagerlize script and I think um, I think that's a testament of an actor when you know you know when he really goes out of you know of his skill set you know he mm. when he really Uh, familiarizes with the surroundings, the costume, the location, the set designs. I think that's what Diego really does best. Eh? You know, mm-hmm. he really everything that that everything's everything, uh, everything within his reach. Yeah, actually, actually, the whole cast is great. Though. Oh really, yeah, it's fantastic. They re- they really play their roles well. You know, especially Excellent, in Stellan Skarsgård and Genevieve O'Reilly specialists as models. Ah, yeah, lalo na sa dulo. Alam mo yung binethrow yung ano, yung anak niya, yung, yung she was at the breaking point, but at the same time, she has to keep composure. Pero, you know, those little things na yung, yung uh, subtle stiffness din eh. Parang, ano eh, parang mag- She has mag- that She has that face locked down, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. In every episode, you know, like, she knows she's being watched, but she can't really break, you know, no rest for the wicked, as they say. Like, talagang, Absolutely. She can't let her guard down. Oh, you know, oh. Siyang, like, she has to have a pleasant face, but, you know, she's really in pain already. Oh, and she has to be mindful in the first surroundings because the driver near an ISB or or ISB lucky or something like that, de ba? Yeah, actually, ang galing anong ginawa niya last finale na Oo. she knows that the driver is listening. So, kunwari, you know, yeah, like she's acting Oo. acting like a dumb senator. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> but they don't know like. She's playing them out. Oh, oh, and you know the way how Genevieve O'Reilly plays with those lines, yung wordplay is, you know, she brings out, you know, yung actor side ni Mon Mothma as a senator then. Because di ba pag senator then you have to make make appearances then, and you know you have to yep. you have to, to play be, politics talaga. Oh, oh, you have to choose your words then, and you know, parang basically role play then. I think that's the beauty of it then. Eh. And how she uses word wordplay on you know the dialogue niya to keep her on guard. Parang you know every sentence. Parang naging ano niya. It's her uh, spear and shield at the same time. Mm-mm. And actually, she's like this, like yung progression ng uh, character niya. You know? like same with Andor. Actually, you know, like uh, when you said na you know the character relationships changed over time over mm-hmm. the season for andor he really became you no know, uh, rebel but with mon motma rebel na siya from the start as a senator mm-hmm. but she realized na it can't be always peaceful some oh. some things 
some ca- some sacrifices really have to be made Oo, to, for this kind of rebellion. At saka you're not gonna uh, get away scot-free. Parang there will always be some consequences then sa mga actions mo. And, you know, you can't just throw in and donate cash to some cause. Parang it's gonna crawl back to you eventually. Curious din ako, dun sa 400,000 credits, parang I think I missed that bit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think uh, the ISB is watching her because mm-hmm. uh, she, she's making really, really large withdrawals and mm-hmm. putting it to charity, you know, like as a cover. But I think napansin ng ISB na it's it's kind of suspicious. So what she Uh-oh. did was to uh I I I forgot the guy. Yung parang gangster. Yung ano <laughs> yung uh Chandrillion banker. Yung uh, ano ko kasi um yung may isang part doon na na-miss ko yung minensyo kanina na parang wala na siyang 400k credits and I didn't quite catch it kung sino kumuha or parang did they, or did they just really left it ambiguous? No, I think that's that's something na like that's yung kailangan nilang yung yan yung last withdrawal niya I think and since it's really really big so it's kind of suspicious so what she did oh. is to uh it's, it's kind of ruthless but she she pinned a gambling ah, addiction okay. to Perrin his her husband. So, oh my. it's kind of like she played na you're gambling Uh-oh. again and blah, blah, blah. Oh. So, so the spies oh, yeah. gonna say na, oh, I think it's just you know, uh, my gambling addiction yung asawa ni Mon Mothma. That's why Uh-oh. ang daming withdrawals na nangyayari. And then, Uh-oh. at the same time, yung gangster betrothal with Uh-oh. her daughter. So, uh, para lang just to cover her tracks talaga. It, it, it's, oh. it's a genius play by Mon Mothma. You know, kahit and, na ayaw niya yung play na yun, she to do pa, it. Saka yung paggamit niya dun sa setback na yun eh. Come to think of it then, parang I think, ano rin eh, kasi pag inamin niya directly na bigla na wala ng 400k without a trace, parang she's gonna be arrested. So parang parang it's a clever way of using your setback then to pin your husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like actually, well played. Parang actually, I so, didn't. I didn't think that would go To actually, you know, throw her husband under the bus like that. Kahit it's na, amazing. Uh, kahit na actually we saw na medyo lo- parang loveless marriage nga siya. She's in a mm-hmm. rough, you know, bad situation in her in her marriage. But to actually do it, you know, so I don't and, know. <laughs> And going back dun sa ano, dun sa introduction pa lang, di ba? Yung parang in-invite din ang husband niya yung mga ano niya, yung uh, mga rivals sa Senate. I, the way how it played dun sa dulo, it's like, you know, um, it's not also me taking advantage of my setback and, you know, redirecting it to you. Pero parang, in a way, parang naging banit ni na rin eh. ba? That's their first interaction eh. Parang in-invite niya yung, ano, yung uh, mga rivals niya. And then in the end, um, gonna pin you down then sa mga vices mo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so well played. 
she's becoming more and more like I think she's taking a playbook from Luthen and so because mm-hmm. nakita natin they are different types of rebels eh? like on mm-hmm. is more like a pacifist a political sila Luthen more on like accelerationist but si mm-hmm. Saw is more anarchist so Uh-oh. but they all hate the empire but they do it in different ways Mm-mm. and on Luthen's case then it's anyway it's yung espionage play niya and, you know, dun din niya na-realize na, you know, it's not also going to be easy, uh, which also similar case. It's not going to be uh, rainbows all the time. And... Yeah, like, nung he had to sacrifice Anton Krieger, you know? Oh. 30 men dead. Mm-mm, grabe. As in... It's a classic, ano, a classic espionage trope, you know, parang cut all loose ends. Pero it also subverted in in a beautiful way that um, that it move, pushes the character forward. And you know, it it ano rin eh, um, it's parang it subvert in a way na ano. Um, I'm finding assurance then sa relationships mo with uh, people around you. Yeah. Uh-oh. And that's what he found kay Cassian, eh, yung assurance, you know, na uh, parang hindi ko pala siya kailangang eliminate at all. Parang he's proven himself. You know, parang he's, he's right for the job. Parang, um, parang, sige, bigay ko na yung job offer. Yeah, it's their relation, the way they... Re- Their relationship changed. You know, it started as a transactional uh, relationship. Na, hey, I need a mercenary for this job. You no, know, like, uh, like very compartmentalized. Yung information na binibigay niya kay kay Cassian. Tapos, and then afterwards, after the job, papatayin papatayin niya dapat. Like, oh, di ba? Because diba? he's a loose end. So. Oh, Really wants Saka pag to... nahuli siya, he's gonna talk and sell them out. Probably. Yeah, cause, actually, because <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the only one who knows Luthen. Diba? Kahit si Bix, hindi niya kilala si uh, Luthen, kahit si Cyril. Mm-hmm. Although, oh. Cyril knows his face. Hindi niya kilala yung hindi niya kilala yung name. Behind it. Uh, just, a, 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 just an alias na Axis. Ganun. So, mm-hmm. wala. <laughs> And eto na rin, um, going then to Cyril Karn and the Empire and, you know, Ferrix. Um, before those, naalala mo yung, ano, yung monologue ni Marva? Mm-hmm. Yung pre-recorded yeah. hologram? It, it's a nice callback din sa Rogue One din eh. Di ba? You know, parang it, it propelled the stakes. It, ano eh, it pushed... The ano the story for uh, the climax forward, you know. Sabi niya, sabi niya na parang hindi parang the empire isn't just going to visit here. They're they're going to stay. It you know it's it's a growing disease. Eh? And if I had a chance na to wake up early, I w- to fight the empire. I will. Parang hindi sila alas, so you'll have to fight the empire. I think 
Fiona Shaw did a fantastic job in the monologue. Na yon, and I love how Tony Gilroy and the director really made the most out of, you know, uh, out of a dead character. And Fiona just did it, you know, uh, really threw in her, you know, her crafting chops, you know. Yeah, actually, ang galing, ang galing. Ngayon ko lang nakita na yung very emotional acting because I know her as Aunt Petunia sa Harry Potter. Di ba? And Carolyn and Killing Eve, um, she also oh, yeah. plays Uh-oh. a handler na medyo similar din kay Luthen. Yeah, to, and, to, and her to play like a vulnerable old lady. But, you know, yeah, who, who, who was a former rebel then? Oh, and you know, parang how badass is, is it na ano na parang um, she's given this chance then to in her last breath na lumabang kayo wake up you know to do you know parang to give these people a wake up call i think it's it's free for every actor you know to to be given this kind of defining moments and you can really tell kahit dun pala sa monologue na yun na uh, Fiona Shaw understood that character and really uh, made it her own in those tiny bits. Mm-hmm. And it started in a big riot. And then, you know, and yung brick na, ano, na how oh, isang Ferrix met his end. Yeah, grabe. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Parang how cool would it be, for example, if your brick, if your remains was used to, ano, to beat up a fascist and a cop, diba? Parang that's mm. really badass. And, and yeah, this is also one of the like the best one of the great things Andor did. Yung payoff, it's really earned. You know, they set up this uh, this empire na talagang there's a revolution brewing na and it, that it's just it just needs the right push to to you know, wake the people up into a full-blown revolution, and mm-hmm. and the payoff here in the finale is really, talagang like I was at the edge of my seat, you know, dun sa monologue ni Marva, yeah, and nung, was... nung sumigaw na sila, talagang oh my yeah. god, oh shit, so, talagang bump then, goosebumps, um... talagang. I was watching it around 1.30 in the morning and talagang I was shook dun sa mga so chaotic, you know, um, hindi elaborate na set pieces, you know, parang pinakita dito na rebellion isn't built on monologue and um, ideologies and uh, principles in echo chambers, but they're built on, on, you know, on getting fed up and that's yeah, from oppression great. talaga eh. Oh, oh diba? And it doesn't matter if, you know, like, you have nothing or you have everything. You know, this, these are just labor labor people, simple people. Wala silang weapons, diba? Oh, and they're just people who want to live their lives at ano mamuhay ng mapayapa. And, and... You know, just, when they gosh. reach, it just shows na when people reach their breaking point. Oh, oh eh. They, they're gonna rebel. You know, for like, dun sa, ano rin, yung, 
uh, Narkina 5 Prison, di ba? Yeah, no way out. No way. Ay, one way out. One way, one way out. Like, way out. One way out. Gosh, that bit. Oh, you know? they didn't have anything, but this, they're successful. <laughs> oh, oh, talagang tulungan sila. Eh. That's com- the camaraderie. Eh. That's the beauty of it. Eh. And um, Gilroy manages to capture Star Wars in a way na ano, he he takes broad strokes of ano of you know its meanings its text its definitions diba uh, and of it just shows the ano it just shows na peop, the people of Ferrix really respected Barva for them to actually you know rebel <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know, risk their lives <laughs> for a cause oo at saka alam mo yung alam mo yun sa tipping point na yun, um, it gave another meaning then dun sa, ano, dun sa outfits nila at saka yung music, you know, how they show decency, how they should show that they're well, po- uh, they're well put together kasi binigyan sila ng opportunity. And then for that chance to deprive of, of you know, those time na magmourn sa yeah. kay Marva, ended to trample it down. Parang, I think that that was the breaking point. Eh. Parang, okay, we've had enough. Parang, we did our best na mag-adjust sa inyo and to comply with you. And this is us really getting enough of you people. Yeah, grabe. <laughs> Gosh, di ba? Ano yeah, ang saying na yun? Uh, fuck around and find out. Yeah, fuck around and find out. Uh, and the <laughs> Empire found out. <laughs> <laughs> stormtroopers and imperial officers in hampas yeah. oh kahit ano. and that that kid you know who made the bomb talagang <laughs> kobe tinaw na yung bomb and then boom grabe ang ganda talagang ano eh, yung uh it it really showed how revolutions start like just op- just continued oppression by the empire and yung like yung complacency din ng empire because their arrogance oh. like like andor keeps saying the but they they're just pigs who just who are very content with their positions like uh they they're not expecting these people to actually fight back. So, kahit sila overwhelmed din eh. Mm. Ah, excuse me, Drew. Ah, balik tayo dun sa, ano, sa kid part kasi parang medyo nag-chop yung line. Oh, okay. So, yung... Yeah, I just... It's just one of my favorite moments din dun sa mm. revolution na nangyari sa Ferex. You know, oh. like, we see him actually making the bomb in the At saka, the, the way it's shown na parang mga random parang at first akala mo random inserts lang and and taking its time you know yeah i think it had a more meaningful play of it parang makikurious ka parang why is, why is it uh why is, why is this insert shot keep appearing parang para siguro one or two times pero nung umabot na third fourth and fifth Parang, oh my god, interesting. Ano kayong ginagawa nito? Doon do ka makakurious. Parang, what's he doing? And then, when he did that, ano, that bomb, when he, uh, 
through Switched the bomb. The uh, oh, through the bomb. Parang, oh my God, yun pala, di ba? Yeah, the Empire didn't really know what to do. Especially si Deidre. Oh. Like, she was caught in the mob, grabe. She, she was fearing for her life, you know. She was oh, presented yeah. she was presented as this ruthless, uh, calm ISB officer. Then oh. to see her just, you know, uh, cowering about fearing oh, for her life you know oh yun na stampede siya yung na ano siya yung parang na ano siya when he when she got caught dun sa crowd na yun that was terrifying then parang you know this this riot scene only show na parang no one's safe na parang pag dun ka and then you messed up parang you're gonna get the beating then mm. <laughs> that moment, akala ko nga mamamatay siya eh. Parang due to stampede eh. That was scary. And, you know, um, yung pag pag-display ni Dennis Go nung, ano, nung uh, panic, fear, yung claustrophobia, yung experience ng, ano, nung claustrophobia na yun. Parang you feel for her then kahit, um, even if you're repelled by her actions then eh. Kasi parang, you're not seeing Dedra dun si na yun as an imperial, but as a person. Na parang paano kung nandun ka? Tas, yeah, you can tas, see her shaking eh. Like, literally oh, shaking. Parang you're about to die from that moment din eh. Parang yung camera work, parang medyo nakakatakot din, di ba? Parang it, it's like it came out from a horror film or something. Yeah, actually, when a revolution like that happens, like yung a riot fight, Like, hindi mm-hmm. mo alam eh. Hindi mo rin oh, masabi okay. ano mangyayari. <laughs> Oo. Eh, pero yung pagkakakrumple sa kanya, parang alam mo yung mga pag, inaano, pag swarm ka by zombies, yung mm-hmm. parang usual trope sa mga movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> parang ganon. And then, few moments later, bigla kang grinab ng fascist simp uh, slash uh, cop lover named Cyril Karn. <laughs> Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, ano yung sa relationship? Yun nga, eh, dun ako nako curious eh. Parang parang si Cyril Karn is this ano eh, is this geek for ISB, de ba? Simple, very simple. <laughs> it's disturbing. It's horrifying at how he displaces um, genuine love. Na kahit alam mong Um, you shouldn't really, ano, look up din sa ano niya, sa pagsamba niya sa, ano, sa oppressive fascist state. Pero you feel genuine to him, to his actions kasi he shows it wholeheartedly and that's what makes him a villain that's loved to hate. Yeah, he's, he's a fascist through and through. Oh. By his actions talaga fascist siya. But, you know, oh, like, oh. He still feels that, you know, same human, mm. uh, that natural feelings humans have, you know, like he, oh, like, he obviously likes you kinship. Oh, oh, pati yeah. yun, he loves Deidre and he loves the idea of ano eh, of being in this fascist world. Because parang bina validate yung ano niya, yung mga beliefs niya. Eh. Parang si Deidre din in a way na hindi lang siya. I think pro- probably love interest, pero parang self-inserted avatar of his uh, whatever uh, philosophical or political ideology mm. that yeah. has been yearning 
And um, outside of politics then, parang Cyril Karn is, um, isn't only someone na, ano, na, na fascist sim. Parang, mm-hmm. he's so relatable in a way na parang you'll see different, you'll see um, this general existence of bootlickers. Parang, there's a serial card in every field, in every circle, in every career. Sabihin na lang yeah. natin say, sa, for example, sa movie, cir- sa movie circle, yung press, na sometimes they simp at the filmmakers, they act biased in a way na parang nagbumuka na silang PR. And there's, mm-hmm. no, ob- there's no objective view then at, you know, dun sa work nila. And I think that's what makes ano eh, serial then ano eh, uh, really take off. <laughs> yeah, and of course, yung relationship niya with her mother. Like, oh, yeah. Of, I'm sure maraming makaka-relate doon. You know, we have that. Like, uh, I think it's also why he's like that, you know. Oh, oh spoiled brat nepo baby, you know, who's yeah, got... But at the same time, stage mother, helicopter oh. mom. Now, it's always breathing down your neck. Like, so I... I I think it's how he got, you know, radicalized. <laughs> and also radicalized nga din to the point na ano eh, na he even took matters in his own hands in an in an unconventional way na kinuha pa ang credit card ng nanay niya just to get into Ferrex. Yeah, obviously his mother doesn't, you know, believe in him, so... Like he, he always has he has this urge to always prove himself to other people like ganun, mm. ganun siya in a very fascist way <laughs> parang in a way then ano eh um parang Cyril is one of those children who never really you know who never who physically grew up but never really grew up then sa Mature, ano eh uh, oh, ideologies ganun of, parang nawala parang hindi na rin nawala yung ano niya yung um yung ano yun um kasi ang to be yeah. mature then is to have your own agency is to have your own voice eh. parang uh-huh. hindi na nag hindi na nalakihan ni Cyril Karn yung face ng for example us as kids as you know finding approval sa peers natin sa family natin then so Uh, with Cyril then, parang it also shows then a different perspective of, you know, a member of community finding approval then, and um, he he goes out of his, you know, his nest then to find a collective or someone that would validate him, which is dead and the ISB. Yeah, and also I think because because he has some form of power because you know he he was an officer kahit na medyo local lang sa Morlano mm-hmm. one and then mm-hmm. given position sa sa parang office of course and sa empire mismo yun, i think having that power actually ano rin eh mm, na ano rin parang nagkaroon din siya ng power tripping tendencies you know mm-hmm. i think it's also it also comes Up, come up from his upbringing then his sheltered you know yeah, Apple sheltered, baby sheltered. who referred him yeah. to a job you know he didn't have to worry for job opportunities or um, 
or a day to get by. So I think it also comes comes then sa of him being reinforced then sa pagmamahal niya sa empire because he's never experienced hardships. Yeah, so that's why he's always you know trying to prove himself to like Deidre or other people or his boss dante. Because you know, like you said, na it's just handed to him. So, parang he has this, like he has to prove himself that he he deserves this position and and stuff like that. And then it comes from the uh, of you know the environment that na nakalakihan niya of privilege and entitlement and you know this sheltered worldview that reinforces his ano his bias toward the empire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know one of those rich kids na ano who uh vehemently uh defend and protect uh conservative right-wing ideologies yeah. who who never had to ano work their ass off 9 to 5 kasi uh, a silver spoon has been handed down to them. Yeah and also they're very out of touch with the common people talaga mm-hmm. so they they don't know the day-to-day lives of Uh, ordinary people, what their hardships are, what they're going through daily, you know, like mm-hmm. just commuting alone. For example, commuting alone here Uh-oh. compared to having a car. Like, for example, those rich kids who would, you know, who would disown people na sumunod na sa government. Well, well, kasi you can say that because you have the privilege na, ano, to afford commute or have someone drive you or pay your, your grab or your angkas. So in Cyril Karn's case is, you know, he believes what the emperor is doing because he's never experienced it. Yeah, so I think he grew up in Coruscant. So mm-hmm. I think from just from the environment with an, with an empire... Uh, led planet like Coruscant, you know the mm-hmm. like life is good, uh, like the Washington DC of the galaxy, uh, <laughs> of uh, the empire, <laughs> or in in the Philippines the BGC of the galaxy. Oh, nalalay mga nababasa side uh, side note lang. Yung mga nababasa kong ano, out-of-touch tweets na kung gano'ng kasar pong buhay sa BGC. Uh, that's how I get an impression then kay Cyril and those snobby Coruscanti people. Yeah, it's, uh, they're living in a bubble, basically. Oh, they're ivory towers. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, so, uh, Miko, what's your... What are your ano, best moments? Uh, like, sa buong season, what, what are your favorites? Well, uh, there's a lot to tell, and I and this podcast wouldn't be enough. But if there's one thing uh, that I would note down would be the Aldani arc, the entirety of Aldani arc. God, that was beautiful. The setup, the locale, the lore, you know, yeah. and they how they played on real life um, political events. Na. Mm-hmm. Nagpa-parallel sa events and yung phenomena. There, there's the eye which feels very Star Warsy at the same time. Mm-hmm. The mesh of those things, diba? And it also it only shows then uh, that episode na 
you know, you know, you can make you know, pop culture and genre, uh, film and TV, as you know, as riveting, as engaging as you know those prestige TV and award season movies. Then that it's not hindi la, that good isn't only seen on you know within those uh, peripheral of prestige circle, but rather it takes good writing and uh, craftsmanship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, yung everything, every planet they introduce, it's very, very well, like, well thought out, well introduced, mm-hmm. and just yung culture itself. Ang, like, it's, like, di na nila kailangan i-spoon feed sa'yo. But, it's just watched it's there already and this planet is fleshed out the culture is fleshed out everything is fleshed out the environment yeah mm. natatandaan mo ba yung Sonarkina 5 yung bigla silang kinapture ng local fishermen <laughs> <laughs> actually oh god <laughs> they're just moments like those you know like for like for the longest time you you think this is just a prison planet but there are locals here na local aliens na may fishermen ganun and oh, na, just from their oh, just from their bits of dialogue eh, na, the oh. empire has poisoned the water yung mga ganun pala oh. na hindi mo alam oh. mm, which also reflects to uh, real life uh, circumstances unfortunately mm, yeah but speaking of our real life you know, because for me, the best moments are yung mga monologues. Uh, they're so, they're so beautiful. Like, they're so uh, top-notch. Daming monologues dito na very, uh, very timely, I should say. <laughs> very fiery and punchy and powerful. You know, yeah. parang, it's like yung, alam yung, ano, yung mga... I'm not familiar with you know with music with composing music, pero very yung may rhythm. Yes, you know, just from Nemec's manifesto, you no, know, it Andor was listening to it in the finale, and mm-hmm. Luthen's speech, of course, and then Marva's speech. You know, they all parang nagbuild up sila to the final idea of what the rebellion is all about. Mm-mm. And uh, I, I, I really like I really like the message. Talagang it it hit home with me, especially yung like the situation and now very oh. timely talaga siya. And it's it's a gut punch, Ren, in a way na that feels real and also at the same time cathartic. Then. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, so, uh, Excuse me. I think nakita ko na yung monologue na pinasa kay Cassian. Uh, rinig mo ko? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Tell him he know. Wait lang. <clears throat> Tell him he knows everything he needs to know and feel everything he needs to feel, Brasso says. And when the day comes and those two pull together, he will be an unstoppable force for good. Mm, yeah, uh, I remember that. Uh-huh. That Ayn, diba? Parang and it sets also, up 
Yeah, and also yung last line na tell him I love him more than anything he can do wrong. It's just really a, a very motherly message to a son. Grabe. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's really what uh, to, at what uh, confirmed for Cassian na uh, he's doing the right thing. And it also, ano eh, it, it gives more emo, it gives a more emotional impact sa sacrifice niya sa Rogue One, di ba? It, it hurts more pag, pinan, pag pinanood mo yung final scene na yun, di ba? Watching mm-hmm. all those 12 episodes, di ba? Leading up to that. Yeah, and I think it also says, like, she, Marva knows more about mm-hmm. Andor's character than Andor realizes himself. Because mm-hmm. for the longest time, sinasabi lang niya na he's just doing it for himself, he's doing it just to get by, you know, for his for Marva, for Bix. But Marva knows na Cassian is a true... Like, he's already on his way to becoming a rebel. He just doesn't oh. realize it yet. But, you know, for some reason, Marva already knows na dun, dun, yun yung path niya. Oh, that's his place, eh. And... Because if Cassian wants money, he could have just gone to another planet, you know, take another smuggling job or a waiter job or a cleaner job or any job to get to have him get by. Pero magtataka ka, bakit yung sinusundan si Luthen? And then towards the end, parang ito ni, sina, parang in-affirm niya na ito na yung gusto niyang gawin. Yeah, that was a great 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 ending you know just the way luthen smiles like yeah nag click din sa ano niya like this guy andor he's he's a rebel <laughs> mm-hmm. that scene his satisfaction you know that smile na na mistellan scarsgard was was just the eye, the cherry on top god yeah, cause, Yeah, because ever since the first episode we've seen Luthen, siya yung, ano eh, siya yung spy, he outplays everyone. So, But this is the first time na he got you know, outplayed by another person, si Cassian. So I think that's really you know, what impressed him the most. Eh. Mm-hmm. He, got, he got on his plane <laughs> without him realizing. <laughs> and he escaped the Empire like just like that. Ganon. Oh, and you know, And basically, that Ferex riot, kasi sobrang gulo nun, it's so well-guarded. Parang, parang paano ka makakalusot doon, di ba? With just stormtroopers swarming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just his line na, kill me or take me in. I think yeah, na-re- that... na-realize din ni Luther na he wants mm-hmm. to be part of this. Hindi mm-hmm. siya makatiis kasi nakita nene yung ano eh, yung impact ni Cassian and I think that was him being um, sold to the idea of Cassian wanting the job. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Yeah. Gabe, Everything's well written. Every arc, every character arc, kahit yung mga side characters lang. Ah uh, yeah, especially palita ni Senta and ano. And Vel, I saw an ISB agent, sabi ni, a woman, and then sabi ni Vel, is she prettier than me? You know those <laughs> parang banter? 
<laughs> you know, yung jealous girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And, you know, their relationship is, know, like, pretty good. So, I'd like to see more of them in the next season. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, so speaking of next season, what what are your expectations for, you know, what's coming next? Well, um, since, uh, thankfully, na they let the characters live, sana... Um, Sana did uh, Tony Gilroy and the writers and also Bo Wilmon who's coming back for season two uh, flesh out these characters more, you know. You know, uh, we've, we know about them, pero let's look deeper than sa relationships nila and other interactions then. And syempre, I mean, inevitable din naman that we'll see some familiar rebel faces like... Um, I want to uh, see Belshi Jen- again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure he's going to be there since yeah. it's going to lead to Rogue One. And Bail Organa, and then you've got General Draven. Yeah, actually, you- no. So, see, season two will be... So, we'll have a time jump. It it will be like a year before Rogue One. So, it's really mm. a big time jump. So, I think uh, interesting kung saan na yung position ng mga characters at this time. Oh, oh, oh. and you know, dun sa remaining twi- uh, 12 episodes with each three episode covering a year, parang it could go right and it could go wrong then kasi ang dami na ding time jumps uh, The Crown and House of the Dragon and sometimes hit or miss then. Mm-mm. Well, with House of the Dragon, because they did it too much, so oh, it was kind of confusing. Then, hopefully, anoren, um, hopefully it feels complete. Then, uh, parang um, siguro signip, siguro um, by going then sa how three act, three episode arc structure plays out, it'll be a pivotal moment dun sa year sa each of those four years nayon. Yeah, so yeah, for me, I think uh, maybe we'll finally see a rebel base since medyo significant yeah. na yung time jump. Maybe must like Andor is more of a squad leader here, mm. maybe there. So he's gonna go full James Bond, and we'll be seeing Yavin Four as confirmed by Tony Gilroy and K two S O. Oh yeah, yung ano nila, yeah, yung pairing nila. So. Mm. Interested to know how will they uh, tell that story, and also you know like uh, they said that uh, they're not really into fan service cameos, but mm-hmm. I think it would make sense if we see maybe director Krennic here, Ben Mendelsohn from Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Actually, parang nabanggit ata ni Stellan Skarsgården or ni ano Forrest Whitaker na sa set, bakasiguro na nakat yung scenes niya or something especially with the post credits ng finale have you seen the post credits ng finale my post credits if uh, people don't know <laughs> the season 1 andor finale has a post credit scene oh yeah yeah you, sh- you guys should stay tuned then for disney plus users yeah this uh, so i will say na- so there's a post credit scene na the it's the 
just basically confirming na yung yung ginagawa nila sa uh, Narkina 5, yung yung parang spiral thing machines na ginagawa nila sa prison are oh. dead star parts. So That, we see the oh. end the post credits finale they're built they they use the the spiral things to as parts for the death star yeah yeah that was chilling then and also in a way then i know um Cassian was also um part of um of a plan of uh working on this planet killer and he's also had a hand on uh death of millions of people uh condolences alderan and to himself as well diba yeah especially yeah for example yeah for melshi and cassian talaga it's really like a full circle for them mm-hmm. It, yeah so kaya yeah kaya ko rin nabanggit na maybe we'll see uh kahit cameo lang or kahit short scene with uh ben mendelson as director krenick or maybe galen erso So since there's a we're closer to Rogue One and the Death Star mm-hmm. is uh, right there, na yeah. Oh, uh, I think it's very possible then, because uh, you know, Disney Lucasfilm has money and probably they'll just work around on Ben Mendelsohn's schedule. Maybe would would probably seen, um, siguro a minute cameo or or siguro on one episode na center sa kanya and yeah just just an episode will do fine i think mm. and also mads mikkelsen for sure na he has to be there kasi he's the architect of project stardust yeah <laughs> so yeah so those are my expectations for season two, and i hope it's you know it's as good as season one or even better but i have my trust with Tony Gilroy and the whole crew. I'm sure it will be fantastic. Planado na rin. And they had everything planned out. So, um, for sure, it will be another banger. And yeah. hindi, hindi naman siya open or flexible uh, or stretch na TV projects like Mando yeah. or Boba. At least ito, meron silang concrete, ano, concrete plans. You know, beginning, yeah. middle, mm-hmm. and It it will be a long wait though since 2024 palalabas yung season 2. So oh yeah, it's going to be a long agonizing wait. Syempre kasi the number of episodes and kasi originally they planned it out for five seasons each each one mm. takes place a year parang 0 BBY to, leading up to 5 BB1 BBY which leads to Rogue One. So, okay. Um, kung gagawin mo yung logistics at sa kaing scale ng filming cycle in every two years, kasi gagawin mo yun, it would take probably ten years stops or a decade. And Diego Luna would probably fifty by the final season, and he wouldn't look twenty plus in Rogue One, yeah. di ba? Gonna be <laughs> older than he is in Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, at saka sila Stellan Skarsgård. I mean, no offense, and to um, Forrest Whitaker. So what we got right now is a nice compromise and a nice trade-off then for viewers then who wouldn't need to watch. You know, parang yeah. 
ang trade-off then is shorter waiting time and would probably have an impactful um, uh, eventful season two na each episode will definitely be a banger. Yeah. Actually, speaking of Forrest Whitaker, I want to see more Saw Gerrera. Like, yeah, we got some scenes with him here, but I think he's going to play a more prominent role then in the Mm-mm. second season. So, yeah, that's it. I'm sure he's, you know, I'm sure they'd probably do the inevitable na how he got his, you know, his accident in Rogue One or his uh, parang damage sa lungs niya, oh, di ba? Yeah, kasi meron siyang parang inhaler. Oh. Oh, probably we'll see something that happening along the lines then. Mm. And, you know, their relationship with uh, his relationship with Galen Erso, no? so mm-hmm. since it's it's been touched upon in Rogue One, so maybe we'll see it here. Yeah, so I think, yeah, so kaya mas naisip ko rin na maybe Galen and Krennic will uh, will appear. So, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But for sure, I uh, know it'll be Rogue One centric season. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, I think that's it for this episode. You have anything to add, Pa Pico? Well, um, again, catch Andor on Disney Plus, all twelve episodes streaming, and um, see you on twenty twenty four. Yeah, you can binge it now since all episodes are out. <laughs> okay, that's it. Um, I'm Miko, and I'm Drew, and thank you for listening to this uh, episode of Flip Geeks podcast about finale of Andor. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.